0: In a world where very few
1: people embrace their global identity and seek to understand their neighbors, cross-cultural expert Tayo Roxon is on a mission to bridge this divide. Each week, he'll open your mind with insights from some of the global minds in the world. Get ready, take some notes, and learn. How to be the best you that you can be. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of As Told by Nomads, and today's guest is Kimberly Ramsowak, and Kimberly is a travel career strategist and founder of the Professional Jet Setters Academy based in the United States. Kimberly has a bachelor's degree in in international marketing, a master's degree in tourism and hospitality management, and she teaches at multiple colleges and universities. So I'm so excited to have her on the show today as we explore her nomadic story and how she gets paid to travel while teaching people how to build a career and what they love. Welcome to the show.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: So the pleasure is mine. How did you get started? That that seems to be how I usually start most of my podcasts, but yours particularly has an interesting twist because you, you have a multiple... Uh, multicultural and just fascinating background. Just talking to you pre-show, so I'm very curious to for you to share that with the audience.
2: Sure. Um, well, it all goes back to travel. Um, I've always had a passion for travel. Um, I am the first generation American-born of immigrant parents from the Caribbean island of Trinidad. So traveling to the island every summer, you know, when school went out, you know, was the norm for me. I think I got my first passport when I was six. Hmm. Um, so travel was always an important part of, of my life, and travel was just what you did to go see relatives and family. Um, you know, I was born and raised in Philly, so traveling to New York City, to Brooklyn, you know, where all my family was, uh, <laughs> you know, in Queens was, was the norm. So travel was always um, the thing that I loved to do. Um, so as I went through high school and college, I. Always knew that travel needed to be at the center of whatever I did, and um, I always wondered, um, as you know, one does when you graduate from college and your you know your first job out of college is in a cubicle. Um, I've always wondered, you know, how I could balance my dreams of exploring the world with my desire to build a career in the area that I love. So um, you know, I remember after working cubicle jobs for about five years after college. Um, I applied to an international graduate degree program, um, where I would spend a year divided between Italy and Japan. So I remember thinking to myself, this degree is for me, this is perfect for me, I get to escape the cubicle and, you know, live a year, you know, divided between Italy and Japan, it's perfect, you know, I could be a, you know, a permanent professional student, because I was still living at home with my parents at the time. Um, so, you know, it was all set, but the only problem was that my application got rejected. So um, yeah,
1: those those past GMAT scores. <laughs> <So> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I, I, I didn't I didn't get high GMAT scores too, and I got rejected from most of my applications. So.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, so just through trial and error and me being, you know, just really driven even back then, you know, I, I scheduled a meeting with the director of the of the international graduate degree program um, to really state my case and, you know, tell him why I was passionate about travel and, you know, business and international business and culture and, you know, and he, he you know, he took the appointment, he saw me, but, you know, at the same time he was like, uh, no. <laughs> Your GMATs are not, you know, we, you cannot get into this world with those GMAT scores. So, you know, but at the same time, he was really gracious and, you know, not only seeing me and hearing my case, but also, you know, really sort of mentoring me, giving me a quick ad hoc mentor, you know, mentor session saying, you know, you love travel. You, you seem to be very passionate so much so that you came here to see me. You know, we have a travel and tourism degree program. Why don't you check that out? And I did. And, you know, I, I got something into that into That particular degree program um, through that school in Philly and I completed my master's degree in a year in travel and tourism and just through working in that degree I was networking and met a lot of people in the industry, in the tourism industry in Philadelphia, and that led to me interning um, for the Philadelphia Convention and Visitors Bureau. Um, And through that internship, I was able to secure um, my full-time job in the travel industry working under the VP of Tourism for Philly. Um, And that opportunity led to me um, going abroad during the summer. He actually, the VP of Tourism, actually held my job for me while I went abroad for the summer in Sydney to work for tourism in New South Wales, there. where I did marketing for summer for them, and then I came back, and my uh, job under the VP of Tourism for Philly was waiting for me. Wow. So, um, yeah. So that led um let me through a couple of jobs, you know, here and there in Philly, and then I luckily moved to New York City, where. Um, I worked for Times Square Alliance, heading up their uh, visitor center in the heart of Times Square and helping all the tourists and managing operations for that center there in Times Square. And then through there, ended up at Macy's, where I headed up the International National Tourism Marketing and Development Program there, where I got um, paid to travel all around the world marketing Macy's as an international shopping destination. And um, and in between that, you know, sort of fell into teaching, where where I taught, and I currently still do teach traveling tourism in various universities and colleges. And, um, oftentimes, you know, students and people who always say, you know, always traveling, you're always know, going somewhere. How'd you get this job? You know, you know, how do I get into this industry? How do you do what you do? And, you know, students would always ask me that. Colleagues would always ask me that. Friends and family would always ask me that. And how can I find a, a job where travel is, you know, part of it? And I started helping people, giving them career advice and tips and strategies, you know, and what associations they should network in the travel industry and who's hiring and et cetera. And, and that 's how my idea for a
1: professional death became so ladies and gentlemen, I just want you to take a listen to what Kim has been saying, and a lot of listeners here, for your benefit Kim, are entrepreneurial, they're millennials, and they 're thinking of doing things on their own terms but if you if you listen to to Kim 's story, you can hear that you know she she 's a lot like maybe a lot of you a cubicle dwelling. Person, but who had a heart for something else, and then she felt stuck all those while, you know, all those times. And then she went ahead and applied for and got rejected from the grad program. But as is very customary with any dream you have, just because you have uh, an idea of what your dream should be doesn't mean that that's how it's going to be. So she, the detour was to take a master's program, she got there, and then she devoured every piece of knowledge that she could, you know, with zero contacts, with zero connections in industry. And then she worked herself up to the level where she was a VP and a thought leader so that people could actually ask her out uh, to say, hey, well, can you tell me what you learned? And it, I, I think it's a testament to your commitment to following your passion, Kim, but also the the idea that the overnight success story isn't actually an overnight success story. It's a series of, of um, starts and stops and frustrations, but um, the one thing that should be constant is the consistency to your dream. So.
2: Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of frustrations along the way, but um, yeah, yeah, definitely not giving up is the key.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And clarity. You seem to have clarity uh, for a while there. You knew that you wanted to do something to travel, and you knew you wanted to travel for more than two weeks of the year. So. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always, always knew that. Um. You know, my my dream job. I remember, you know, before I got to college, I always wanted to, I would see, commar- you know, travel commercials on TV, and, you know, when you had to see the commercial for Las Vegas, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, and I always said to myself, who wrote that? Who did that for those destinations? You know, right. who, who is that? And, you know, that's tourism marketing, and I always wanted to, you know, be a con- tourism consultant where I would write those slogans for destinations, and, you know, so travel was always something I wanted to do, but, you know, life, you know, gives you could exactly what you need when you need it, and, you know, yeah, entrepreneurship
1: came into the play, so yeah, definitely here I am. Yeah. There you are, here you are. I want to talk more about your personal brand. So you had definitely gotten a lot of lessons from the School of Hard Knocks, uh, which is like oh, yeah. and and once you got to a point where maybe you didn't realize you were an expert in something, but people kept asking you, Hey, you've done this, kinda of wanna do it too. How did you mm-hmm. go about developing your personal brand intentionally?
2: Um, well it was it was a bumpy journey um, I people I started teaching back in like 2005 and you know throughout the years people kept asking me and I never really acquitted it with I'm going to start a business or see if I could get paid to do this I was just helping people and giving them tips and saying hey you should go here you can check out this website you know talk to this person and you know when I finally um, I think the decision really came for me to say let me try to do this didn't occur until uh, 2014 the end of 2013, 2014, where um, I left corporate America because I had I had my son and I just wanted to take some time off and be a full time mom to him. So I was sitting home, you know, you know, being a full time mom, and I was just thinking to myself, hey, you know, I'm a little bored, <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> a little bored. And then that's when it was like, you know, sort of a light bulb, like, well, hey, you know, why don't you try to do this thing full time? I was still teaching, you know, adjunct part time, and and people still kept asking me, you know, how do you do what you do? And I said, like, you know, I think it's, it's time that I Take a dabble in this, but um, you know. So between 2006 to 2014, that was a long time of you know not doing anything with this idea. And even in 2014, when I started it, it just was just a blog. I just set up a blog and you know was just writing about you know tourism careers and why the travel industry is a great industry to work and how to break in and here are tips and how to network. And then um, I just blogged for a year. And then the second year. 2016, um, 15, 16. I created an online course um, just about how to break into the industry, and you know that was sort of my first dabbling in monetizing my idea. But then um, towards the end of last year, that's when you know, just again listening to people who were reading my blog and saying, you know, can you work with me one-on-one? You know, I need, I need more help than your four-week course. You know, what can we do? And just really, you know, listening to what people are asking, that's when I really morphed um, my blog and online course into a full-fledged career coaching business. So, so it took a lot of years for me to get there. <laughs> no, no. And,
1: and I think what you're saying is yeah. really important. I mean, even there a lot of people, I'm sure, they come up to you for career advice and they're saying they've had this idea, but they don't know how to... To um, to grow it or to scale it, and you know we live in such a fast paced world where someone can see someone on Instagram get two million followers, and they you you get this career jealousy like oh how do they do it? I want to do the same oh, thing. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: but yeah. what you did I think is really important. Where you said you committed to writing content, um, she said for a year, yeah. and, and that built mm-hmm. trust. I imagine that built a level of expertise. I imagine that also allowed you to hone in your style of how you tell stories, but.
2: Yes,
1: yeah. I think, um, you know, anyone listening, you know, you're thinking of an idea. You have, you know, Kim is a very great example of how patience is key. But you showed that you have to establish credibility and have to establish rapport before you can launch a course, before you can actually work one-on-one on people. So it's not because you say you want to do it that it happens. It's You have to be committed. Right, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, yeah. absolutely. So okay, now that then you got you know the professional dot com,
2: how mm-hmm.
1: um, how do people? I see that you target women specifically, right?
2: Yes. 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 Which is a and- great, great, great <laughs> niche,
1: and it's very, very important. But tell me the story of why why you think women.
2: Um, well, when I first started out with just blogging back in the day, you know, I was focused on just helping career changers, period. Um Anyone who had a passion for travel, anyone who wanted to break into the industry, um, I was, you know, helping them and giving them my advice. And my, my, my blog was, you know, tailored to them. Um, but throughout the years, and I was, you know, this person back in the day as well, throughout the years, you know, Especially the the female um, readers or uh, people that subscribe to my email, my email list, um, the female readers, I I found that they you know, we, we as women do this. I feel like we wait until we're 100% ready to do anything. Um, I mean, you could have a woman who has, like, a PhD and blah, 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 50 years of experience and blah, 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 and you ask her, oh, are you going to do this? And she's like, well, you know, I think I need to get this other degree. Or, you know, mm-hmm. I think I need this more experience. Or I think I need to read this other book. Or polish my resume up a little bit more. You know, and they always, you know, Put themselves on a the back burner and just feel like they're not ready to take take that next step. Whereas men, you know, they can have two seconds of experience in anything. And you ask them, you know, are you going to go to the job? Oh yes, I'm still there. You know, I'm doing it tomorrow. You know, they need to have me, and I'm going to tell you why I'm important, and beneficial, and valuable. And you know, I feel like women are, you know, we just, you know, don't value our work as much as we should. I mm. find. So um, I feel like working with women and helping them with the mindset of, yes, you already have all the skills, all the experience, all the strengths, all the knowledge to do type of, have the type of career you want to have, do the type of work you want to do. You already have it. It's just the key is to be cognizant of that and to just take action on making it happen and and believe that, believe you can do it and believe that you are already ready. So that, that was the reason why I decided to change from, you know, overall career changes to just professional women.
1: Well, it's also you taking your own piece of advice. I I was reading an article that featured you on Business News Daily, businessnewsdaily.com, and you said you should make your career goal specific. uh, And Mm -hmm. you said, you know, you need to narrow down the type of career niche, uh, respective job function and title you want in a particular industry. And this is important. Mm -hmm. This is very important because hiring managers that are related to the job of your dreams will not hire someone who will take anything. They want someone who is qualified. Yeah. So that, that that's great. So you're you're not just a preacher. You're 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 <laughs> you're an actor of your, of your of of what you preach from the pulpit. But <laughs> but um. So if if um okay. So we talked about the personal brand We talked about your journey. We talked about kind of what it what it's been like to your pers- your particular journey from cubicle to you know. Going through that travel, tourism industry, and then getting the VP job, and then going back um, to being a full-time mom, and now launching a career of your own as a thought leader in the space. I'm curious to see now that you've uh, amassed uh, some level of influence, and you look at the world as it is today with the intersectionality, with the diversity, with the globalization, do you see or do you feel a sense of growing responsibility with your platform?
2: Oh, I do. I definitely do. Um, I think mainly because um, when I did work in in corporate travel industry um, and when I would go overseas to go to trade shows or meet with people, um, I, you know, back then I did feel there was a lack of women of color and, you know, just women overall in the industry. I think the industry still is dominated by, you know, white males. And I feel like, um, especially as a woman of color, um, you know, I have a duty to, um, you know, communicate that this is, a, you know, travel is the, Industry in the world, travel and tourism. Um, so I feel like it's my responsibility to communicate um, that this is an industry where you know we belong, where we, we we can fit in, where our our expertise and our skills and our knowledge from any other industry. It's it's an industry that is that accommodates people from all walks of life and accommodates a transferable skill set. Um, so I feel it is my mission to empower women that they can. it's just not about working in um you know a travel agency or a hotel or airline That this the career opportunities in this travel industry is so much more vast and diverse and um and you know the the basis of this industry is built on diversity so i i think it's my my mission to increase a di- more diverse workforce so absolutely yes
1: yeah yeah and i think um a thing is you know, other young girls growing up, teenagers and young women—they can if they can see themselves in you—that's a—that's a good good reminder that they can achieve that as well. Um, but you talked about different careers; that it's not just flight attendant, and it, mm-hmm. it's not just the typical um, travel jobs that you see. So, how can you get paid to travel?
2: Uh, there's so many different things you can do in this industry. I mean, just from my personal experience working in destination marketing and tourism marketing, and even retail. Marketing, retail tourism, marketing. When I worked with Macy's, I mean, those are just three out of the box career ideas right there. But um, I mean, there's so many things to do. There's PR. I mean, if you're if you're good with numbers, I mean, there's places for you in this industry. um, Any really any skill set. um, PR, copywriting, web development, um, copywriting. I mean, it's just the industry. Industry is just such vast. And And if you really think about it. When you travel, what are what are all your touch points when you take a trip yourself? You know, so you have to book the flight, so there's air you know, career opportunities in airlines. When you go get your rental car, there's career opportunities in the rent the rental car or automobile or ground transportation space. Um, when you go shopping, all of those shopping destinations or shopping outlets, you know, some of them especially like Macy's and Bloomingdale's, um, they have uh travel staff corporate travel staff to promote their retail establishment to international domestic tourists you know restaurants, attractions museums these are all different areas within in the travel industry that you could work anywhere from entry level all, all the way up to executive high level so it's it's really diverse and vast, and I think um, a lot of people. You know, have the, the misconception that this industry is, you know, an, a seasonal job type of industry. It's an industry where you can't make a great salary, a full time, stable, great salary. And that you, you know, that you, I don't want to be a travel writer, so there's, you can't be anything there for me in the industry. Or I don't want to be a flight attendant or work you know, at a front at a hotel. But there's so much more to the industry than those, those type of jobs. And those types of jobs are great. I mean, you could get paid to see the world and move up the ladder and, and, you know, be a VP or CEO in those three areas. but industry is so much more
1: than just those three areas. Okay, no, I love it, I love it, and you're so, you know, you're so right about that, just even I haven't traveled as much as you have, I've traveled a bit, but I think you're at 80, you're a girl, you've got me by maybe a dozen or so, so yeah, you're, you've got me by, by a bit, uh, but hearing you say that, it's it's definitely true something that's it's a little tie- similar to what I'm about, to, what we just talked about is getting paid to do the work you love. So mm-hmm. I'm going to be mm-hmm. your avatar here. I'm, I am going to be a 27-year-old woman right now. <laughs> and yeah. I've, I've come across your website, Kimberly, and I'm, I'm, I'm basically giving you all these, uh, it's impossible, like no one thinks of, I want to do this, but no one, why would they hire me? I have no experience, but I want to do something. What would be the things that I need to focus on for me to break out of my limiting belief?
2: I think um, first and foremost, before you get tactical, you have to tackle your mindsets. Mm. Um, really think, really get into the, the the frame of mind that you can do this. Um, even though your friends are be maybe saying, you know, you're going to go, why are you going to work in trouble? Do you want to be a flight attendant? Well, then why are you going to get in trouble if you don't want to do that? You know, get into the mindset that. Um, you can find a travel dream job and the current, current opportunities are out there so once you get your mindset a little bit more in check then I think the first key step um, that I would suggest you do is again become extremely specific about what you're looking to do because if you don't know what you want to do companies the travel industry will not hire you to just do anything so instead of taking those you know, personality or a self-assessment tests that provide broad or general career advice Get really specific about the type of career, you know, niche, function, and job title you want within a travel industry. So, for example, a possible career niche would be hospitality, a possible job function would be marketing, and a job title would be hotel sales manager. So, it may seem counterintuitive, kind of but by forcing yourself to be specific, you actually increase your chances of creating your dream travel career because your whole approach from your resume to even your references will be specific to that position you want. So that would be step number one after getting your mindset um, right. And then your second step would straight be networking. You know, forming those relationships with the right people developing your targeted list of five to ten companies based on, you know, what you want to do, and then really getting out there and networking and getting your name and your face in those circles. So using social media, LinkedIn, um, joining associations where um, those travel professionals are prevalent to meet them, um, you know, reaching out to them by email to request informational interviews or coffee meetings to learn more about your career, you know, your career interests, Um, you know, really just putting your name out there and not being afraid to... I'm not say networking, but not to be afraid to connect, to connect yeah. with people, just having a conversation with people, and um, and then lastly, just you know, once you get your name out there and you're learning about job opportunities before they are made public on like Monster.com, um, being able to show and prove that you're the best candidate for that particular travel career. So. Once you've gotten specific you've made connections um, you know really work on articulating what you have done in your past wherever you've done it you know how does it provide value and solve the company's problems because at the end of the day that's what gets you hired can you solve a company's problems um, you know can you articulate that you can do that but then they know what their problems even are so um, those are my my top three sort of tips for
1: how um, a professional woman Could take an exit to break into
2: this industry uh, Well where
1: do I sign up I'm like serious Where do I sign up right now <laughs> um, That would be Professionaljetsetter Professionaljetsetter.com if you want to sign up Correct. And what? Yes. <laughs> and what Kim um, uh, Was breaking down here is You know I've, I've seen you say this And I've heard this a lot And it comes back to that old Simon Seneca Saying you know Start with your why, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Have that strong, firm reason for making the choice that you're making, and let that be the foundation of every commitment and motivation that you have. And then, with that why there in place, you know, then you go into the how, and then you get into implementing that into your daily schedule. But yeah, you know, I cannot stress this enough, and, and and Kim has highlighted this. The whole point is, if you really put intention behind what you're trying to do. You have to be committed to seeing it through uh i think a lot of people have the greatest amount of potential in the world but they don't have the patience to see it through because oh, so they experience true. a lot of failures mm-hmm. you you got rejected you know from 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 your um from, from the school you applied to because you have a low gmat score and that that might have turned some people turned some people out and i imagine you've had other wake-up calls and other experiences in your life but that commitment to see things through is ultimately what separates you from the rest of the world if you really want to do something you love
2: oh yes yes, you got to see it through and you know I won't say that there will never be issues and frustrations and problems and detours and you know road bumps but you know I think if I never I mean I would I think I'm really positive to look back and looking back at the dots you know I, I think um, Steve Jobs says you won't see the dots looking forward you only see it looking backwards yeah. but if I've never gotten rejected from that Degree program. Who knows? You know what I've gotten into the travel industry. Who knows what I've created a business? You know, years later. You
1: know, you who knows? knows. Yeah. so yeah, yeah.
2: Love it. I'm, I'm
1: loving this. I, I, really am in church. I feel like you, you are preaching. So this, this is good. And I'm, am t- taking all the notes. I'm glad, I'm
2: glad you like the woo woo because I'm definitely, I'm definitely woo woo. <laughs>
1: um okay (laughs) that is that's amazing so what are what are the things do you do in your spare time because now i mean you're obviously you're you're an amazing mom you you have uh you're an amazing wife you're you're the original ceo position which is a mom that's you already got that checked so how do you balance your time you know some questions that people normally ask during this time is yeah i want to travel the world and i want to have that balance how do you do that
2: Um, Just bringing your family on board. I mean, take them with you. I mean, I when I was working in, in corporate America and I was traveling, I didn't have my son yet. But my husband would come along with me. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I would take him along with me and he would, you know, he would be doing his thing while I was in work meetings and business, you know, business meetings and, and everything. And, you know, I took a couple of family members along with me and they would be doing their thing while, you know, while I had, you know, work to do. But, you know, bring him along. And I, and right now I fully intend to bring my son along with me on all my trips I'm taking now because I want him to experience this world and know that, you know, it's more to life than just where he lives now. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, I, I fully believe that, um, if you really want to travel, especially now where there's so many people, so many travel bloggers that are, you know, promoting their way of how to travel, which is what I love about travel. Travel is so subjective and you, you could travel however you want. And, and, you know, and for me, freedom isn't actually quitting your job to travel. Freedom is choosing how you want to travel and doing it that way. Um, so, you know, if you have a husband have a spouse, you know, a spouse and a, a children, the way to take them along, you know, and and bring make them passion you know passionate for for travel. Yeah. But um, I think it's completely doable.
1: Yeah. No, you're right. You're right, and, and you you've been intentional with exposing your your son to the world. You want him to understand that mm-hmm. the world is is bigger than you. My dad will always tell me. I asked him when I was a as a kid, uh, in ten years old. I'd always ask him why he was always reading newspapers and different types of news because he, he was he was a diplomat, and he would always mm-hmm. he would always say akintayo the world is bigger than you and the the (laughs) the sooner you realize that the the more successful you will be and uh, that always stuck with me because he you reminded me yeah yeah. so i think that's kind of cool that you're doing that because if your son is able to understand that there's a tremendous uh global world out there there's no limits to what he can achieve
2: Oh yes. Yeah. And I think I think my my key travel philosophy is that the best thing about traveling and exploring the world is that you can do it on your terms. Whatever that looks like for you. You know, you can do it however you want and, and just, you know, I think in my life experience, you know, I was able to travel through still having a stable corporate job and still being employed and, and have, you know, traveling as a conduit through that. That's just my way my path. But, and, you know, and I, I love to expose those women to that avenue as an option. But you can travel however you, you know, however you want to travel. Okay. <laughs> you can do
1: it. <laughs> now, what about the languages and, and your, your Trinidad culture? Do you, how do you do those? Do you learn languages when you travel and do you try and teach your son um, some um, Caribbean-ness? As you, you oh yeah he
2: definitely oh he definitely has the Caribbean in his roots I mean <laughs> um he loves the soca and the calypso and he loves spicy food and oh yeah he he definitely i haven't taken much Trinidad yet um, but um, he definitely loves um, his Trinidadian culture. So, and and my husband is, is Hindu, so he's definitely involved in, in that, you know, culture as well. So, yeah, absolutely, good. absolutely, awesome. awesome. Yeah. No, that's good. I was
1: just curious because you already have a multicultural uh, family, and you know, by virtue of marriage and just your uh, personal choice of career, and it's it's kind of mm-hmm. interesting to see what's going to happen because your son is going to be what we call a third culture kid where you mm-hmm. you spend the formative periods of your lives outside of your parents culture so it's it's already gonna Ooh, yeah.
2: yeah yeah that,
1: that, that that's sure. that's how i grew up so it's it's always something that i'm always championing uh because I, I think it you know it's going to be an interesting idea of what home would be we a very fluid concept for for mm-hmm. him and that's that's a good thing so yeah. Oh, yeah,
2: absolutely. I'm looking forward to taking him um, as he gets older on summer trips when he's out of school internationally. And
1: yeah, definitely. So yeah, that's great. Third culture kid. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah. It's a, it's a term that's been around for a while. But I remember when I found it, I was like, yeah, that that's it. There you go. Everybody was asking me where my home is. I'm like, I'm Nigerian, but I lived in this and this. But now I just say, you know, I'm a, I'm a third culture kid. I'm a TCK. So and nice. that's all encompassed. Where can we find out more about you? Because I, I imagine people are going to have way more questions than I did today. And I wanted to give that opportunity to do that.
2: Sure. Everyone could find me at professionaljetsetter.com. Uh-huh. And um, if I may, I have a complimentary gift for your listeners. Please. Um, it's um, I have a free guide. Um, and it's entitled, you know, Learn the Five Secrets to Live Your Dream Global Lifestyle." Discover what it takes to travel the world without quitting your job. So they could go to professionaljetsetter.com backslash freebie, F-R-E-E-B-I-E, to sign up to get access to that and learn, you know, the five secrets. Wow. So
1: professionaljetsetter.com forward slash or backslash freebie. And then they can get that. They get that. Boom. Well, thank you so much for offering that. And I appreciate that. And I'll put that in the show notes the last question before I let you go is this. This is the mission statement of my um, my company and the mission statement of everything that I do. And it's use your difference to make a difference. So how do you, Kimberly, use your difference to make a difference? Wow, ah,
2: that's a good question. Um, I think I use my difference to make a difference in that um, I want to empower women and remind women to not put their passion... For travel on the back burner because of fear of taking a step back in their careers, and to really inspire them to realize, realize that they don't have to quit their jobs to travel, or nor do they have to choose between traveling, having a successful career, and their life. They could they could combine all three, and it's okay for them to want um, to not become a digital nomad or, or um, a, a laptop you know entrepreneur. It's okay if they want to work for a company they believe in, but still keep close and keep true to their passion for travel. So um yeah like to empower them to, to know that they always have a choice and you know and what they what they desire it's true to them.
1: Wow! Wow! Well, Kimberly, reminding women that you always have a choice, and, and I love that. Um, I don't think the world presents that narrative, but I, I love that you're you're going against that because it is true. Um, women are every bit as capable, and even more capable than men in, in many in many situations. And it's time that the world reflected that in terms of uh, career options and and um, uh, just general life. So, thank you for being a beacon in that in that way. And um, I look forward to many, many more women being our teachers. So,
2: yes, thank you so much.
1: <laughs> you are welcome. Till next week, ladies and gentlemen, use your difference to make a difference. You've just been listening to the Ask Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to reach out to Tayo and to use your difference to make a difference, head over to www.tayoroxen.com.